Woo, I interviewed Courtney. Courtney Adelaide, I'm the founder and CEO of Obly. I'm also the founder and creator of a company that's called The Main Choice. Her products are in more than 20,000 stores across the country, and Main Choice was featured as one of the best beauty products by O Magazine. And after five years, she hit 50 million in sales. Imagine this woman in the kitchen, making a formula to help herself, and it winds up helping the world. So I'm like a mad scientist at this point. I'm mixing mm. concoctions. You yes, made that. I made that. And you're on YouTube putting it together. Yes, yes. And mixing it. Mixing it. And saying, put this in your hair. Yes. And I wind up doing a video. It's called the Ultimate Deep Conditioner Video. That video went viral. A hair care line born out of Courtney Adelaide's desire to grow her hair. She'd post videos on YouTube sharing her journey and the products she was mixing up in her kitchen. Courtney made over $100 million in a six-year period from idea to exit. But she couldn't tell me the amount that she made because the deal is still running. And she figured out a way on how to sell her company and still get a piece of the thing that she sold. Crazy. Are you still in it? I'm in it as an investor. Hold on, you're in it as an investor. You sold it to them. When I exited the company and I was getting all this heat, oh my God, you sold the company. You have to understand, I turned around and bought into the entire portfolio and purchased my company. Not only do I own the main choice, I am the single largest shareholder in the company purchased mine which has at least, what, five or six, seven other brands. So while everybody thought it was a sale. Hold on. I know, I know, I know. Hold on. For me, I was never trying to sell my company. I really wanted to see what was the evaluation. A teacher told me a long time ago, she said, this world is a game. She said, if you don't learn how to play it, you're not gonna win. So once you learn to play the rules to this thing called life, then you will see the growth that you're looking for. She sells this company. A few days later, she's back to work, building something she believes it's gonna be even bigger. So the same people who grew my company, my community, are the people who sell my products now. You know I had to ask, right? It shouldn't make a difference, but a woman that makes $100 million, what does the husband do? Whoa. You need to get a notepad, a pen, and take notes the entire episode. This is a masterclass on how you can build a sustainable business. Welcome to the Social Brew Podcast. Uh, we find amazing people that do amazing things and with real receipts. You've got receipts. A few of them. A few. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this conversation because I saw this young lady maybe, I don't know, this had to be three, four years ago when you were doing the, that event. Yes. What was it? The Boss Conferences. The Boss Conferences. Yes. And at that point, so is this was actually 2000. 18, I did my first, I've been doing events for a while, but my okay. first like a major event. And we had like 550 people there. Okay. Um, but yours had, I think it looked just, it looked like a, a 10,000 people. <laughs> and you had like all these celebrities and high level people. I'm like, dang, she is killing it out here. Courtney, how are you? I am doing good. Thank you. How are you? I am amazing, man. Thank good. you for coming. Of course. Thank Thanks you for, for coming. Me. I've admired your work. And not only your work, but you seem like a real person. You know what I mean? Like, there's some yeah. people that, are, that have accomplished the things you've accomplished, mm -hmm. but they're not, like, touchable people. You seem like you're still from the D. Still from the D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing changed. It's my zip code. Absolutely. So <laughs> so how do, you, how do you introduce yourself for the people with the crowd? How do you describe yourself? Describe or introduce? Let's do both. 
Okay. Well, if I had to introduce, I say I'm Courtney Adelaide. I'm the founder and CEO of Obly. I'm also the founder and creator of a company that's called The Main Choice. Mm-hmm. So how do you describe yourself? Describe myself? I am a hustler. And when I say hustler, we think about, you know, it's a negative hustler and there's a, a positive hustler. Mm-hmm. That means I'm not afraid of hard work. That means I'm not afraid to, you know, roll up my sleeves. I'm not afraid to do what they say can't be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what it takes. It doesn't matter how far I climb up the ladder. Um, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. So rumor has it that you sold your company. <laughs> that's, that's what the streets say. That's what the streets talking. You sold your company. Uh, how long were you building the co- the main choice? The main choice. How long were you building the company? I created the main choice in 2013. Okay. And sold it in 2019. Six years. Six years. How much revenue was the company doing when you sold it? Uh, on the course of those six years, we've done uh, over 100 million in sales. So six years, you made a hundred million in sales. Mm-hmm. What'd you sell it for? I haven't disclosed that number. No, I haven't. This number is just floating out there, but I'm going to let them float. You know, are you under an agreement that says you can't, or are you just like, oh, I don't want shit. I'm not under an agreement. Um, I just think, you know, when it comes to things of that magnitude, you want to be very strategic. You so whatever the you D, the yeah. D, Detroit says, well, you make that much money, you don't tell nobody. <laughs> Man, no matter what you see out there, whatever you believe, that's what you believe. And let everybody else believe it. I, I really, really, it's important to know, right? Okay. Only because okay. you're giving, you're giving people hope, okay. especially myself. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to exit for a number, I want to know what someone else that looks like me mm-hmm was doing when they exited mm-hmm. to see what I could get. Well, you know. Is 100 million close? Yes. Golly. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's been a journey. You Okay, okay. You are making, you are, I, just, I guess over six years, you grossed $100 million. Correct. Yes. What part of that was take home? I would probably say we had great margins, which mm-hmm. is a you know a big thing when it comes to scaling the business and even selling it. You know yeah. what is it? What is it worth? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be part of your you know your your value. But I would say you know the average company sometimes if they can say we're you know we're keeping thirty percent, that's good. But mm-hmm. we were way higher than that. Really, way higher than that. The way we operated, like I'm very lean when it comes to our team. Mm-hmm. Um, a lean team, but I, I pay well. Yeah, Let me just sure. say that. So yeah. I make sure my people stay around. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know your margins, that's what's going to make your company be evaluated to where it is. Mm. So Did you start with sale in mind? I didn't. Actually, I thought it was crazy. Like when someone even approached me with it, like, oh, when are you going to sell? I'm like, what? I'm sell? Never. Like, <laughs> no. Like that's not, you know, Legacy. So far from it. But I would say, you know, the more experience you become and the more mature you become in your business and as an entrepreneur, then you start to learn, you start to educate yourself because it's nothing like self-education. Mm-hmm. No one's going to come and sit down and talk to you what you should and should be doing. You have to self-educate. You're not learning this stuff. I have a bachelor's degree in science and no one is teaching me this stuff at school. So 
you start to learn what is business? What does that next level look like? How do you get to a billion dollars? Mm. Nine out of 10 acquisition will be involved. Yeah. So when we see a lot of these people at this billion dollar mark, I guarantee you there was acquisition involved. Yeah. Guarantee. I would say 90, high 90 some percent. You know what I mean? But no one talks about it. No one shares that piece. Mm. You know, people are more concerned with those, you know, this is what I bought. You know, um, and there's a Hold lot on, of you're saying you're saying when somebody's building a cup, Rihanna, for instance, let's say she built out Fenty. You're saying this billion dollar valuation didn't come from Rihanna grinding, selling these lip glosses. I don't even hardly want to touch on that. And I will say why, because we as the people are very passionate about what we know. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but there's so much that we don't know. And let me just speak general because, you know, I never want to, I respect everybody in sure. any business and, you know, all that good stuff. But at the same time, I am very passionate about the truth. Um, but some people don't want to know the truth. Some people are comfortable with what they know mm -hmm. and anything outside of them frustrates them and upsets them. Yeah. So you have to go back and say, before we see any, about evaluation, who owns what? Who truly owns what? And I think for a lot of people out there who we love and admire, they don't sit in the positions that we think they sit in. Mm. I can hope I, if that hope that helps a little bit. It does. You're saying there are major, and there's a lot of people that, yeah, obviously, we're not just talking about Rihanna, but there's a lot right, of situations. Right. So behind what we see, are you saying there is they don't someone that don't own it? No. A lot of people will come in as a face and they will start to kind of scale from there. And they will come in as either a face and then a small investor. But to be able to, and I, again, I'm not talking about anyone in general. Yeah. We're just talking about, let's just say, celebrities. Yeah. When we see a lot of celebrities come into industries, fashion, beauty, and they launch, it's not them that's behind it. I don't care. And once again, you ask me how much did my company sell for? I don't care what you see online. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know the real. I've been approached by some people to help on projects. Some people are solely the face. And then as they start to scale and grow, they will get more and more. But when a whole, mm. let's say, for instance, like the Black Lives Matter hit, and this is kind of when like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I didn't even know Courtney sold a company. It wasn't until then. But I, I look back at the list where they said, well, I'm supporting this company because it's black. And I'm just like, but it's, it's not. not you know what I mean? I don't want to be the one to say it because it's not like, oh, you a hater because you sold your company and it's so I'm just like, you know, I teach people who want to learn, you know, all day long. But yeah. for the ones that wants to live in uh, where they want to live in mentally, then, you know, that's cool, too. Mm, I, you never really think about this kind of stuff. You don't. And you know what? It, again, not hounding on this one situation, but uh, it, no, never mind. I'm proud of everybody. <laughs> yeah, we are. And that's because you know, some stuff and pop it out of nowhere. You're like, Where are you? No, and it doesn't take away. It just yeah. is hard conversation because we love and even my support. You know what I mean? Like, I was never upset when I didn't get the support when I sold my company. I'm a person, I'm again, I'm from you Detroit. I'm down to earth. No, I didn't have the support. Like, I was almost it? crucified by most of the community for selling my company. No way. And we also, I mean, while we're here, we see a lot more in the industry, um, especially with females. 
So if I was a dude and sold, oh my God, you sold your company, that's what's up. But when you're a woman in the business and you sell, you're even more scrutinized. Why were they scrutinizing you for selling? Because it's like, oh, you sold out. Oh. And it's like, did I? But these people never sold in. Oh, bro. Like, oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we don't we don't wanna, you know, we don't wanna tell those stories, but it's like, you know, okay. But it, it what happens though, it prevents us from learning. Mm. And that's the piece that I'm still passionate about. Again, I don't care what anybody has to say. If you want to learn, I'm gonna be there to teach you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had two people, like when I sold my company, it was either the ones that said, Oh my god, why did you? And the one to say, oh, my God, how did you? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like the only thing I should be getting asked at this point to be able to come into an industry, no loan, no line of credit, no credit cards, and had in my 30s to grow a company from the ground up and sell it in six years. Only thing you should be asking me is how did you do it? How did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> this whole conversation is going to be on how did you do it? Oh, my God. I am a student. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And I remain a student yeah. to this to this day. Man. Oh, so what were your first year sales? What did you do the first year? My first year, I did $183,000 in sales. Incredible. My second year, I did $2.5 million in sales. What happened between year one and year two? I'm hustling. I'm still I'm getting the word out. Did untraditional marketing i'm out here in these streets i'm at malls i'm setting up in the malls you gonna send me back at the mall again i'm mm. setting up at the you know whatever it takes i'm still at home my first four years i was at home the next year i did 6.5 million in sales still at home the next year i want to say we did 2.5 million still That's at home pre ppp too <laughs> before the, 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 the country is flooded the world's flooded with money yeah yeah for sure for sure and this was at home then I said, okay, let me expand. Hold on, I'm sorry. First year, 183000 uh-huh, 183. Second year, 2.5. 2.5. Third year? 6.5. 6.5. And then 12.5. 6.5 and 12.5. Goodness gracious. And then I went into retail. So those last two years mm-hmm. was the bulk of it. Yeah. That was a nice, you know, that was a nice chunk of change at home. But you was building that momentum for four years. Though. Oh, for sure. For sure. So then when I got to retail, now I have an audience. Mm-hmm. I have people I can say, go get the product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which made me more valuable to retailers. What retails were you in? Ooh, I was in Walmart, Target, CVS, Rite Aid, uh, Walgreens, uh, Kroger's, um, you name it. If it's a product can be sold there, I was there. Okay, let's let's talk about the the building of the main choice. Okay, what was the what were you doing before this? I was a nurse. You were a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. My background is science. My husband's a physician, so yeah, nursing. So you're nursing, like mm-hmm. in a hospital? Yeah. You know, I, I think I, I I did the clinical for like a year. I've mm-hmm. always done like advanced untraditional nursing yeah. like i wanted them positions that people just didn't get like i did so for instance i worked for an insurance company mm-hmm. so say for instance if there was a medication that went bad and there's a class action i would go through all the documentation to see who actually fit this lawsuit and who didn't mm. that was one thing another job that i had i would go into the hospitals to review the physician documentation so let's just say hypothetical, you got congestive heart failure, left side or right side. Let's say the insurance company paid more for left side, 
but the doctor just white heart failure. Mm. I would ask the doctor, could this be left sided? And if it could, can you write in the chart possibly left sided? Mm. And you would be, I could build like 20, 30, $40,000 more just because writing the word left. Oh, wow. But I had to be uh, sharp enough to be able to ask the doctor, could yeah. this be? So I have to look at the symptoms and make sure, like, this is left sided heart failure. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Just different things like that in nursing. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're a nurse. Where do you get the idea for the main choice? The idea came from, I've always been in the wanting to do more. Mm -hmm. Like prior to even, you know, going to nursing school, I've been on my own since I was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I've been out the house since I was 15, on my own since I was 15. And, you know, I have the luxury of working with the company. Uh, when I was in high school, 15 years old, working with them, these were like, multi-millionaire black owned uh car dealership mm -hmm. so at a young age i seen that and i was like wow like these people are getting it like they look like me and they're getting it yeah. and i know for sure that shaped me to the possibility of what's out there even being from detroit on my own at 15 trying to graduate from high school you know i seen that they took something from nothing and made it into what they had. Yeah. And for me, for some people that will cause, you know, envious, that will cause jealousy. I've never, ever been jealous of anyone that was getting it. Mm. Always motivated. So yeah. that gave me fuel. Like, so I've always had a entrepreneurial spirit inside. And even as a kid, I remember I had a dream so vividly that I was this big time businesswoman. <laughs> big time, right? And then when I went to nursing school, I was like, well, dang, that dream was so vivid. I was like, maybe it was just a dream, yeah. you know? And when I, you know, became an entrepreneur working, I'm like, no, it wasn't a dream, yeah. you know? So I've always been inside of me flipping it. Like I sold earrings at one point. I sold t-shirts on Instagram. Like mm. I will always do something, even with my nine to five job. Yeah. That, that just wasn't satisfying me. Matter of fact, I could not work a job over 12 months. As good as I was, I can bring in money, any role. Everybody wanted me. After 12 months, I would come in, fix a problem. I was like, I'm out. You have commitment issues? I don't have commitment issues. I have stagnation issues. Mm. I've come into this problem. Every job I had as a nurse was a problem. And I fixed it. Now what? Now what? I need another problem. That's why you've been retired for the last couple of years. And now you're <laughs> and back, back in the even chilling, stagnation. Exactly. I'm, I'm done being stagnant. Hey, stagnation. Listen, I swear that first twelve week, the first two weeks of the acquisition, I was just like. This is different, you know. <laughs> wow. Let me do so. So, so give me, give me idea. And, and what, it, what was the main choice? It's hair care products. Yeah, it started out as a personal hobby. So, long story short, put a bad color in my hair. Um, had a relaxer at the time. Put like a brown in there, and my hair just became brittle. Mm -hmm. My mom put a relaxer in my hair when I was ten. So I never seen the true texture of my hair as an adult. Oh, wow. I was ten. So when I laid off the relaxers to nourish my hair back I'm sorry, to health. sorry, from 10 to adult, always 10, relaxers? Always, always. I would hmm. slap that thing in there. If I seen a little inch of new growth, I'm slapping a relaxer on there. Really? Always with my hair bone straight. So I was known for the girl with the bone straight hair, mm -hmm. you know. So always chemically treated. But going through my little, what I consider was, you know, it, it, was, a, it was chaotic, but it, it led me to where I am today. Just let off the relaxers. You know, I was like, okay, let me start. Then I started seeing my natural hair grow in. And I'm like, wait a minute, this this hair look 
different than what mm-hmm. I've been seeing since I was 10. Yeah. It looks stronger, you know, and that is kind of what led me to now, how do I manage all of this hair? Cause I got a head full to come all the way to my waist now. Oh, wow. So I'm like, what do I use to manage it? And I just didn't see anything on the market that really catered to, to our hair, natural hair. And this was before the whole natural hair movement. Yeah. Like I was one of the pioneers that like, no, like let's embrace our natural hair. Yeah. And I started out on YouTube, just talking about to people, how do you, you know, tame your hair? What are those things that you can do? So I was like a resource, just getting up two or three o'clock in the morning. So and telling people what to do with their hair what from to other do products as and if, stuff. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. As if it was like my job. Yeah. But I like, I got up in the morning, every morning to do that. Yeah. So you have this idea to create a product. So people will start to write in, Courtney, what do I do for this? What do I do for my split ends? What I, so I'm like a mad scientist at this point. I'm mixing mm-hmm. concoctions. And I wound up doing a video. It was called the Ultimate Deep Conditioner Video. Mm-hmm. That video went viral. Really? I would tell people how to mix it, how to do it. And I would have so many people that wrote in to me that said, Courtney, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your life, but I don't want to mix products. Can you send it? Can you mix it and send it? What was in this concoction? What would well, you if mix? I told you, I have to kill But you told me. No, them. no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what I did, which I'm glad I started that way because it was a personal thing. Yeah. And when I say it was personal, I didn't have, I didn't let expense get in the way of what I would, the quality of what I was doing. Yeah. So high quality vitamins, nutrients. So um, just say like green tea, um, like green tea oil, just a lot of oils, things like that. You could research uh, cold pressed carrot seed oil. And probably in a bottle like this, it's maybe like $1,000. So I was using all of that. But I didn't care because it was my hair. Like, I didn't have an idea. Exactly. Cold seed. Carrot. Yes. Carrot. Carrot seed oil. And it's for your hair. And it's very expensive. It's for the body, too. Very expensive. But at the time, I didn't care what it was. My hair needed to be treated. Yeah. So taking that motto, and when I told people to use it, it was like a sure hit. Like, I didn't care who used it. Like, it was a hit. Yeah. And then people like, Courtney, you need to take that video down. Like, this is my followers telling me. So my followers started growing on YouTube. Oh, wow. They're like, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your life, but please take that video down and sell this product. But you, So the product, you, you didn't get the product from somewhere. You made the product. I made it. So, oh, so the, the cold carrot press thing. That, yes, you yes. You made that. I made that. And you're on YouTube putting it together. Yes. Yes. And mixing it. Mixing it. And saying, put this in your hair. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes. Because I was just passionate about, you know, being a resource. Yeah. I've always been a resource since all my life. Always been a resource. How did you find that to mix all this stuff? Together? That's when my science background comes into place. So I'm like a, when I say like a mad scientist, bottles on top of buckets, on top of, you name it. I had it. It's incredible mixing it yeah so you you make it mm-hmm. and how long was the video up before you decided okay let me take this i down. probably kept the video up for like a maybe like a year maybe like a year but the thing about it is as we know you know you could tell people how to get things all day sure. long people don't care yeah you know what i'm saying like they don't and then at the same time you have some people have a lot of professional and like listen it's just not my space. Like, I, I really want the product, but yeah. I don't have time to mix it. Yeah, I ain't about to be mixing yeah, it. Yeah, so if you could send it to me, like, yeah. that'll work, you know. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not really what I do. I had just graduated my bachelor's. I had just enrolled into the nurse practitioner program. How old I, were you at this point? At this point, shoot, I was maybe like 
27, 26, somewhere in that area. 26 years yeah. old, 27. Yeah. Okay, you're whipping this stuff up. So when do you decide, okay, I, I can't just be giving the game out. Let me. So it was you. until somebody had uh, a cousin of mine called me and she said, Courtney, I'm all the way in Texas and like people know you here. Like mm. they know you, they trust you, they talking about you. She was like, why don't you think about selling that? And I'm like, girl, I'm about to go to school. I just got my books. You know, I'm not about to mm. do this. And we talked for like two hours. And she's like, no, this throw something in the bottle. You got nice hair. I said, what I can't do is just throw nothing in the bottle. Yeah. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it right. Mm -hmm. And after some convincing and some convincing, I was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, so when you hear me say I took $500, turned it to over $100 million, that's exactly what it was because I didn't have a business model. So I just launched it. Like, I just like, okay, I didn't have a website. I was like, I went on YouTube, uh, not YouTube. I think I went on Instagram at the time. This is the beginning of Instagram. Mm. And I was like, well, this product y'all been talking about, if you want it, hit me up. I'll send you an invoice to PayPal. I didn't even have a website. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, send me the invoice, cover it. I'll send you the invoice, pay it, then I'll send you out, you know, I'll send you out the product. How much was this? How much was the product? The product was $17.99. And back then, that was even a lot for a deep conditioner. But we talking mm. about, what did I just tell you how much? This one bottle was? $1,000. $1,000. So I'm like, and this is the thing about, you know, people, like, you can't just call yourself just luxury, you know what I'm saying, like, or premium. Like, it was objective. It wasn't just subjective. I didn't just yeah. say we're premium. No, I put $1,000 oil. This is one of the oils in this in this product. Mm -hmm. So I was confident about my $1,799. Man. And I'm like, and whoever got a problem with it just got a problem with it. But at this point... I showed my results on social media before I started the product. Yeah. So my hair started here and they seen the journey. And that's what kind of, that's what made me grow. My hair was here. By the time I started selling the products, my hair was here. Oh wow. So they was like, well, shoot, what is that you use? And like, whatever it is, send it to me, you know, and so, then growing it down to here, you know, it's a wrap then. $18. $18. What was your product cost? Product cost, I was making it at home. So when you make this stuff at home, so that's the thing. Even when I took the products to retail, of mm -hmm. course, that's where your volume is and you scale. Yeah. But you got to understand them years at home, I could pocket all that profit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like night and day. Like, you know, I was, again, I mean, we had a, I could probably make it for, I could make it for three or $4. You know what I mean? And then $18, all profit. Exactly. Then I didn't have a team. I didn't have the overhead. Yeah. I didn't have a facility. I didn't have any of that. So as you scale, so I tell people, stay at home as long as you can, as long <laughs> right, as you right, can, right. you know. And, uh, you know, like I can say once you start to scale and grow, that's a different uh, different thing. But you're talking about liquid money, that yeah. thing was just flowing. Yeah. You know, you get to retail, it's like, uh-oh, let me, let me halt. <laughs> I got sure. some responsibilities, you know. For sure. But, like, now at home, like, I can just, I can do what I want to do. I can scale yeah. this thing. I can do this, that, so. What was the first inflection point? So I think we get excited. Mm -hmm. We're selling a product. People like it. We're making money. Mm -hmm. No problem. But I think in every business, there comes this point where you want to get to that next level, level mm -hmm. but there's a major roadblock in your way. Mm -hmm. What was the first big issue that maybe at some point, this is the thing that causes people to quit or mm -hmm. get depressed and say, I don't know if this is going to work. Mm -hmm. What was that first <laughs> Step. It's so funny because I, I think my definition of a roadblock is probably not the same as others. Mm -hmm. um, I know thing life is going to life and I know sure. things are going to happen. And I never I probably couldn't even recall. And I'm sure there's a thousand and one of them. Yeah. But say, for instance, 
okay, I'm at home. I've done all this volume I've done at home. I did that with three products. Deep so, conditioner. Deep conditioner. I had a hair butter. Then I had some vitamins, hair growth vitamins. Gotcha. So the hair growth vitamins really, really took the company to another to another level because nobody really was doing hair growth vitamins like that. And there's nobody in my space that has done what I have done in the vitamin space. Yeah. So when I went to retail, my first retailers now, this is where the Detroit comes in. <laughs> so I went, to, I went to present, and I knew at this point, you always got to kind of outthink, and you always have to think in the future. And this is just my mentality. Like mm-hmm. No one has to teach me this. I'm always 20 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. So if I'm presenting to them, I'm not presenting to them what I have today. I'm presenting to them my vision, right? Mm. So not knowing if they're going to buy it or not, but I'm yeah. going to give you the vision. Went in there and sold the darn vision, a vision that I didn't even have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, the average person would have showed them their three products yeah. that they've been selling. Sure. I, sold, I showed them like a seven collection line, and they like, we want it. We'll take it. All of them. I didn't even have a manufacturer. Now, granted, I was doing all these other products myself at home. Now, I had a mm. manufacturer doing the vitamins, yeah. but I was physically making the butter and the uh, deep conditioner at home. I didn't mm. have the shampoo, the gel. Like, I showed them this whole line of products. Like, this is the way this is going to look. I rebranded it. Like, all that. She like, I want it. I'm like, okay, I got it. You know? You, so, you didn't say, <laughs> well, these four are not Heck no. No, never. Never. Ever would I say that? Never. Why not? You can't ask me nothing if I got an and I, I, I no, it, it won't never. The growth that I have had in this industry, it wasn't just because. You have to outthink. Any question I think you may, let me say any area of struggle that I may have before I present, I'm going to put it in the presentation and answer that question before you even get there. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you curious, can I ship on time? Let me tell you before you even ask me. Yeah. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal okay so i'm always going to put it out and put it ahead before we even get there you know always like i will present i will see a buyer and Show them something. They're like, when is this? When you got this coming? That thing is a concept. Shoot, <laughs> next week? You know? <laughs> wow. You know, so you always got to outthink. You always, like, I'm always 20 steps ahead. Always. So these other four products. Yeah. You've got to produce it. I and produce I would imagine it. you wouldn't have put it on there if you didn't have some sort of idea of how this thing is going to. No. <laughs> Yeah, you a gangster. Uh, God, I'd be like, hey, listen, let, Walmart. Okay, I'm not go front. Parts. I'm not go front. I knew I could. I knew I have the ability to make some calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, worst case can happen is I come back to you and say I don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's the worst case. But people won't even put themselves in a position to make that happen. Yeah. And it's not about necessarily lying because it is. I did tell them they did know that I didn't have it because yeah. they could see what I'm selling on my, on my own line. Sure. This is what's coming. Yeah. Now, when do I need it? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> when do I have to get it to you? Right, right, right. Is the million dollar question. <laughs> that's a fact. That's you a see fact. what I'm saying? Like that. So that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to show you all my cards. I don't have yeah. to lie. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't have to show you all of my cards. Mm. And this is how we can have, like I launched Four or five different collections exclusively in a retail store. And this has never been ha- never happened for in this industry. Oh, wow. Never. You want this collection, go to Walmart. You want this collection, go to Target. You want this one, go to CVS. Never happened. You know why it's never happened? Why? Because people feel obligated that they have to tell everybody everything. And this is something I teach my team. You're not obligated to tell anybody anything. Courtney, do you have a collection for me? I do. 
You're not going to sell this collection to nobody else. No, I won't. But I'm going to sell this one to them. Mm, so you'll have, let's say a collection is five different mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. So you'll create those products for that five. Mm-hmm. The other, then you go to CVS, that, that was for Target. Then you go to CVS mm-hmm. and say, I have five products for mm-hmm. you. But the five that they're seeing selling is what they want, no? No, everybody wants new and exclusive. Now, everybody can't do that. I had to prove myself to be able to do that. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? But no, like I want to get, you know, I'm a, you know, I like you so much and I appreciate this relationship so much. I want to launch something exclusive in here just for you guys. Hmm. Nobody else. You sure? Just for y'all. Well, we want it for at least six months. You got it. Six months. You got it and you got it and you got it. <laughs> so you have to think of products that you haven't already created exactly. to give to this this group exactly with the same integrity, same uh, for quality sure. for sure, same heat. I I keep I kept at least five or six collections in my pocket at all times. At any given time, I can go to a retailer and meet with one, and they're like, you know, you know, this is what we got. We just talking about business, and yeah. it's so funny because another thing in business, you work with a lot of distributors, right? Again, being from Detroit, I had to learn very quickly that. A distributor don't work just for you. Mm-hmm. They work for everybody. Yeah. You know, and there's some friends I have in the industry that's in my same industry, and I will talk to them and tell them how to operate. Like I talked to one of my uh, a friend and I asked her, I said, Well, do you go to these meetings when you sit with Walmart? She said, No, my, my people go. Mm. I said, Mm-mm. I said, it's mistake number one. She said, You go to all those meetings? I said, I have never had a meeting for Target, Walmart, CVS, anybody, and I wasn't present. Never. Because when I'm not there, you're talking about other brands. Yeah. When I'm here, the main choice uh, is the only thing you're talking about. And this is how I was able to grow so quick and control my business. Gotcha. If they're in the room by themselves, they sell they talking about they got. Yes. They, like, they don't even want you to give it to the Courtney because they got 10 other clients. Yeah. Can you just get Courtney 500 doors? If I'm there, I'm getting 5,000 doors. If I'm not there, oh, they only gave you 500. Dang, okay. I'm grateful. No, no. I'm not going to be in that situation. What? Oh, my gosh. So there's so much. This is an entrepreneurial master class Yeah, right I mean, now. like, it, it, listen, my life has been a journey. It has been a journey dealing with business and scaling it and then seeing how big business work. Yeah. Because we don't, like, we really don't. And there's so many things that I was just like, wow, this is how business work? Like, this is a doggy dog world. Mm. Never forget, I was at a, 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 a meeting and I got some paperwork back and it said, you know, with uh, one of my retailers, they said they're granting your new collection, 800 doors. Mm-hmm. And I got a piece of paper by mistake that my team, my distributors proposed 800 doors. They proposed 800. They proposed. And they got what they and proposed. The, exactly. And when I got this piece of paper, I said, why does it say 800 as proposed? Oh, no, that's just a placeholder. I said, no, no, no. Another thing I did, every retailer I dealt with, I didn't, again, this is why I told my friend, get in that room and establish that relationship yourself. Mm-hmm. I had their numbers. I had their emails. So you telling me 800? I'm going to do it professionally. But it's so went back, email. Thank you so much for the 800 doors. I'm very appreciative. I would have loved to have them more because, you know, I'm about, I'm about to make this campaign. I'm about to blow it out the water. 
Oh, well, you could do more than eight. For sure I can. Oh, double it. Wow. You got to run your business. And this is why people, oh, I'm going to step back. When I step back is when I step back with the main choice and I stole it. That's when I step back. Either you in it or you not. And I'm not going to say you have to be in the details of everything, but we people always want to step back in the areas that really move the needle. Yeah, They want the glitz and glam. Forget that. Like what you see on social media, I give it to you sometimes. But when you see me just MIA and I ain't seen Courtney, I'm making it happen. I'm yeah. scaling. I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I'm grinding. Yeah. There's been something perpetual and I always fought against this man uh, on social media. And there's some truth to it, but especially last couple of years, people are saying you need to work on your business and not in your business. And, and maybe I thought I was doing it wrong because I'm doing both. Okay, I'm in it. People on social media like anything that rhymes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'ma tell you. I'ma tell you. If it rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's if it funny. rhymes, it's 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 law to them. Yeah. I like that. And everybody's saying That's it. That's a bar. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody's saying it. But show me who's done it. Show me who's done the things that the same person who created that, show me. And then at some point, yeah, it gets true. But at the same time, you got to understand in our community, we're not like everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to front and act like it is. We're not. We have to work harder. My counterparts, can they do things that I can't do? For sure. So, yes, I'm going to have to work in it, around it, on Mm -hmm. it, on top of it, whatever in order to get to where I needed to be. To be able to have exited a company in six years, you think I could just work like they say? Mm. There's no way. Yeah, you bring up a point too, and I want to ask you about this. Being a black woman in this position, I I need to know how you did that. Because I can only only imagine Mm -hmm. the things that you had to face and the things that happened to you that you didn't have to face that they did Behind your back. Oh, my gosh. So tell me about this struggle. Whew. The struggle is real, let me just say. Yeah. Um, first of all, African-American, you, you know, ding. Uh, female, ding. Yeah. You know, so, again, even with the acquisition, there was a lot of things that I've learned. Even before getting to the acquisition, there's so many things I learned. I remember, and I've told this story before, walking into Walmart, and one of my top products was covered up with a, um, another brand, which is a multi-billion-dollar um, non-ethnic brand, was covered up, was covering my top-selling product with their marketing, and I thought it was just—I mm. thought it was a coincidence. Um, I had hired a VP at that time, and I went to her. She's been in the industry for a while. I said, "Is this a coincidence?" She said, "No, that's how." She said, "That's how the big players do to try to kill your brand." She said, "That means you you, you dominating." Mm. For every product that goes on the shelf, something comes off. So if you see five Courtney new products, that means five of somebody products just came out the store. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of bitterness now that's out there. When I say my my life, my journey, this last few years that I have never even shared, you know, they was coming for me. You know what I mean? Big brands, like they were coming for me. And she's like, it's not a small brand because no one can afford to send a team in air to enable to, for one, get the uh, the marketing approved. You got to get that approved by the, the yeah. retailer. And then to be able to. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Have their um, team to come in and do it. She said, that's a big company. You know, so now that's a struggle. You know what I mean? So now I have to fight for that. Now I have to do my own merchandise. I never had to merchandise. Merchandising when you send people in a store to make sure your stuff look good. Mm -hmm. We, you know, new entrepreneurs coming in the store. I like, guess the last thing we're thinking about merchandising. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get the products in the store. Right, right, now right. I got to pay a company to actually come in and, and merchandise. You know what I mean? Just to make sure my products are not being covered up. 
So a big company will, so they have to, they go in there with the intent to say, let me block this brand mm -hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. Then they got to get it approved and maybe act like this is just a positioning thing, but they're yes. very intentional. Exactly. So they're not telling the retailer that, yeah. but yeah, their team, their agenda is coming in. Yes. Mm. I did a trade show before. This was like an industry trade show. And I was so proud. This is my first time gracing a magazine of like anyone that's in the industry. Everybody in the industry were there. And I took front cover. Front mm. cover of this thing. You know, I came into this trade show and somebody paid that same company to wrap the magazine with their advertisement. That means first you had to have the dollars to do that. Right. For one, you had to have the pull. And I won't even say what company did it. Mm. You had to have the pull to make that happen. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. when I say it was so many challenges and that's just in that, and that's even before you get to the acquisition, just, yeah. just in trying to scale my company to the hundred million that we did. Like just imagine if I didn't have all of these issues and stuff like that. People yeah. trying to sabotage, you mm. know, it was crazy. So we really are starting the race a mile behind. Already a mile behind. Already in the, in the midst of it, going through the acquisition. I had to have a person that comes out to, let's say for instance, trying to, trying to put a price tag on the inventory that I have, mm -hmm. right? So Big Time Baker came out to do the first assessment. The second day was supposed to be the person that comes in and say, this is what it was. Yeah. So the first lady, which was a boss boss, so she came in and she's like, oh my God, you got an amazing company. This was not going through acquisition. They have, yeah. to, they have to evaluate it. And she was like, wow, this is great. So the lady come in tomorrow, she's just going to go through the assessment, blah, 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 and she do her write-up. The lady called me, the first lady called me. She said, Courtney, I'm not even supposed to tell you this. She's like, I'm just not. She said, but I'm just shocked. She said, did something happen from when I was in there yesterday and today? I said, no, nothing happened. The lady came in. She was nice. And, you know, she was just like, yikes. She said, with the way that this write-up is, she said, a company that's trying to buy your company wouldn't even want to. Wow. She said, that's how she has your stuff written up. She said that you have so much inventory in here that you're not even selling and that if you wanted to liquidate it, you couldn't. And she what? said, didn't you just tell me? She said, you just told me you did a spontaneous sale the other day. And then within a few hours, maybe we did like 50000 in sales. I said, yeah, I got the paperwork to show you. She said her documentation don't reflect that. Wow. There's so much things that happen as barriers that we look at the obvious that this whole system, we don't have representation there. Who look like us is coming in and evaluating companies' inventory? Like, yeah. there's no one that looks like us that's doing it. So who cares? You understand what I'm saying? And there's so much jealousy. These executives, are you mean to tell me this girl just did? And she's about to exit? Not on my watch. Mm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So there's so many barriers that we have that I've never shared. Um when it comes to just trying to do regular business, just trying to satisfy my consumer, get a real product, um, and grow my company. Give me another one. <laughs> I want the stuff you ain't never shared. Another, another one <laughs> Another one I talked about was, you know, um, selling a company. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, you come in and sell a company, you got the people who are the ones who are helping you sell, mm -hmm. and then you got the buyers, right? right? So the people who help you sell, they're going to bring all the buyers to you, yeah. right? Now, when it comes to these buyers, who do I choose? 
right? So you're yeah. thinking, who do I choose? So this guy is here to help you choose, to help yeah. you vet the people, all that kind of stuff. Me being green, and then I took a step back and thought about it. I said, well, shoot, these people are friends. The person that's helping you sell in some of the buyers. They're friends. Do you think this is their first deal? Oh. So all of the things that I'm being vulnerable about and talking to them about and my ups and downs, don't you know that it went back to who these people were? So, but I caught on very quick. And when I did that, then I reversed it. So now if I want y'all to know something, I'm just going to tell these people. So y'all can go back and tell them what I want you to know. Mm, Goodness gracious. There's so many things. It's like, dude, I'm just trying to run my business. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is too much. And I had to think about, I said, huh, when I walked in the meeting, he looked like he knew him. And I think he said, how is your wife? So I got to catch up. This is me trying to catch up on like, okay, these guys know each other. You know what I mean? So they're like, oh, this is the one you should go with. Well, why? Right. Is this in the best interest for That's me? It was, you know, the ace. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But no one's telling you that. I'm like, I'm hella green selling the company. Right. So green. Are you satisfied with the wholesale at the end of the day, like, or was there like, was there something in the contract that you wish you would have met, you would have caught or? Um, I am satisfied because I don't believe in doing anything with regret. So I have no, no uh, issues there. I think for me, again, learning business and scaling the business, when you are about to sell, you need to plan first. Yeah. And for me, I was never trying to sell my company. I really wanted to see what was the evaluation. Like, I was literally curious. Like, kid you not. I had no, but again, being green, looking back, I'm like, dude, you're going to sellers. Of course they're going to try to sell it. But I wasn't. I was just like, oh, let me pay them to do an evaluation. Mm -hmm. And then evaluation led to, well, this is, you got some offers coming in. I'm like, how I got some offers coming in? I'm just trying to see what's evaluated as. But now you got my attention. Right, right, First you have my curiosity. Now you got my attention. (laughs) You know? I like that. What was your very first offer? Cause you got a few offers. You right? know what? And not again. I'm not gonna cry over spilt milk. I had an offer that I probably should have went with. Really? I probably should have. And I, I'm not gonna front. I, I've never said never said that before. And there's nothing bashing the people who I did do it, but they put me in a situation though. But however, there's an end story to that. So there's something on the other end of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they said I had to sign that day mm. before I heard anyone's else offer. And it was a good one. And I'm just like, well, dang. Like, we actually made history by having the most offers. And this is a huge company that did my acquisition. Really? Huge. Multi-billion dollar company. Probably even trillions because I was in a room with a trillion dollar worth of buying power. And I'm like, they like, but we, 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 you got to sign now. All these meetings I had, Landon. When you say a trillion dollars worth of buying power, what do you mean? So you go through this process. So if you're like, okay, I want to sell my company, they'll take you through like speed dating of businesses, mm-hmm. right? And they have like different yearly conferences and stuff like that. So people that come by who are interested in, you know, possibly either investing in you or inquiring. Oh, wow. So it's like 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes a person. But in this conference, not even a conference, in this room, it was a trillion dollar worth of buying power. Wow. And when I say, the funny thing is, everybody had them black and navy blue suits. I'm the only <laughs> one with a red suit on. <laughs> <laughs> But it was so funny because I've always remained true to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I consider any room. I've done big business. I've been in people in rooms with billionaires. 
you know, the everyday person, whatever, I can hang in any room, mm -hmm. right? But what's going to always shine is me and my personality and me being authentic. Yeah. And people don't just buy your business. They buy into you yeah. first, right? Sure. So I'm like, I'm going to be me regardless. Like, I'm from Detroit. Yes, I'm wearing a red suit. I'm here because guess what? <laughs> You're going to remember me when you leave. Oh, for sure. 100%. 100%. <laughs> for sure. And then at the same time, I think you probably count your hand how many black people was in, in, in this I place. Bet. Probably two hands and this thing was like filled. With navy blue and black suits. Did anyone disrespectfully send you an offer? Like, come on, why would I do that? Um, no, I think everybody, you know, I, I've been very, very grateful. I'm not gonna say throughout my journey that you didn't have people that believed in me. Um, even like going into doing retail. I remember one lady was like, Oh, she was like, Your products are purple. I said, They are. She's like, um, and it's, you know, it's actually a Korean store. So, you yeah. know how you go into retail, but then our products are also in beauty supply yeah. stores. Now, there are some big players in the beauty supply industry. So a lot of people, when they're like, oh, black people don't go into the, you know, open up a beauty supply place because mm. it's not that you're not going to the right people. Yeah. So if you got the leaders in it, you got to go to that. You got to go kiss the ring yeah. for a minute. And when you do it, that's when it's like, I don't get into this industry. But, you know, some of the people you need because the business, we have a lot of growth there. But she was like, oh, your business is purple. No one is going to like this. Now, I didn't sell millions. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here talking to her. I'm like, I'm not even about to get her the satisfaction. <laughs> I'm just not. I said, she's going to come see me soon. Yeah. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Sure enough, I would say within like three weeks, I made a mistake. Everybody wants the main choice in here. Mm -hmm. I said, I know they do, and I know you made a mistake. Yeah. What can I have it? I said, you can't. <sighs> I knew I was going to give it to her after a while, but you're right, going right, to feel right. it. Right. Just be a petty for a minute. No, you can't. <laughs> I said, no. When I say it, it's so funny. My VP was like, Courtney, when are you going to let this go? I said, give it about another 30 days. <laughs> but she ripped me alive. So some people are not going to believe in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and those things don't really even stick out like that. Um, but at certain levels in business, by the time I got in that room, people knew what time it was. Yeah. If I'm here then you know I'm the person to be here. For sure. Because you couldn't get it. Anybody couldn't get into that room. Yeah, so you make this big exit. And last question on this. The exit itself. I, I think maybe I see. I don't know. Let me just ask. Mm -hmm. So the number, right? Let's just say the exit is $100. Mm -hmm. Is the $100... Was yours like, yo, they give you the whole hundred dollars or no, they, they don't really want to do that, especially with entrepreneurs, because yeah. at the end of the day, we can kill the business. 
You know what I mean? So no one wants to give you everything. Because what if I just next day like deuces? Like, what can you do? You know what I mean? So you always want to do. They will always do. And I all especially like I say with us because who knows? Um, But it's always some type of process and you get earnouts. Like this is your earnout here. This is your earnout here type of thing. So as it kind of go go on just to make sure the transition is smooth. But is that. Because they're trying to pace the success of it over a certain period of time. Not really. They, they want out. to make sure you stay in the game because it's easy to, to sell off in the ocean, to sell off on the on the island. So it's not <laughs> it's not buy out. You give me my money. I'm going home. Don't call me. You still no. Have to... It's it's hard when you're an entrepreneur and they knew that it took you to grow it. Yeah. The last thing they're gonna want to do is have you to just be withdrawn out the company like that. I see. You know what I mean? It can kill the business. I see. Yeah. Are you still in it? I'm in it as an investor. I am the single. And this is another thing. I'm like. Hold on. You're in it as an investor. You sold it to them. They gave you money. You I gave know. them some back. I, so this is the thing. So when I went, when I exited the company and I was getting all this heat. Oh, my God. You sold the company. You have to understand. I turned around and bought into the entire portfolio who purchased my company. So not only do I own the main choice. I am the single largest shareholder in the company purchased mine, which has at least, what, five or six, seven other brands. So while everybody thought it was a sale. Hold on. I know, I know, I know. Hold on, hold so on. So even through Overly, do you know we sell the main choice? So people like, how? Like, how did you do People like, how did you do People who know business was like, did I just send the main choice under Overly? I was like, yeah, you did. You did. You so okay. The company buys it. Yeah. They they buy the main choice. <laughs> yeah. Is it through the transaction you retain ownership or you you? I left money in it? to purchase shares into the entire portfolio. Oh, which means, which means the acquisition amount is unclear because we don't know how much you're gonna make. Exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, you going crazy. <laughs> You're a real businesswoman, for real, for real. Okay. All right. So I'm so impressed by you. I really am. All right. So we have the transit. We have this this, this acquisition. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a certain amount of time that you got to do. It's like, yo, you in it because you want it to grow. And then your investment that they're holding back is an investment in their other portfolio because yes. they really want your brain and how to grow the rest of their stuff too. Right. And then the day after all this stuff is over, mm-hmm. they send you whatever they send you. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Well, that lands me to where I am now. So now I am not active outside of that investment anymore. Yeah. So I'm not doing necessarily advising. I'm not doing any of that anymore now that I have Obli. Mm-hmm. which I am the CEO. And that's why a lot of people are like, well, why you didn't remain the CEO? Well, first of all, CEO is a title. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does not mean ownership. Yeah. Um, so when we see that, people automatically associate, oh, that's ownership. No, it's not. Me dropping the CEO title, it's nothing. In fact, is is I'm looking to drop the title here even before I say, like, you know what I mean? Like it's another responsibility, right, right, right. you know? So for me right now, uh, I am a large shareholder. So of course I want the company to con- continue to thrive mm-hmm. and all of that type of stuff. But as far as the day-to-day operations, no, I don't run that anymore. Gotcha. But so the, the day after it's over, obviously you're going to take calls, all that kind of stuff. I just, I, I just have a, this. Okay. I'm getting my vision mm-hmm, of what mm-hmm. would happen if I were you. Okay. 
I make this transition. I make this acquisition. They send me my lump sum of money. Okay. And the next morning I wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> me and my family, right. we just gonna go somewhere. No, people do. And I'm gonna leave my phone at the house, and then I'm gonna go to the airport. No, I need my, my phone to get to the <laughs> airport. But I'm not going. I'm I'm doing nothing. You know how many people do? I do. I did. I did. Was that so you? I, I did. I, I chilled for a minute. You know what I mean? Kind of got my head together because, of course, you do when you do that final. When I say it was so stressful up until the minute, yeah. until the minute of us closing, like we worked until that midnight to make sure all eyes were dotted, T's across. Like you would have thought that I was on stand, like mm-hmm. when I did like that final call. Yeah. Yes, no, yes, you know, you relinquish this or that. Yeah. Like that final call, and it was like, you know, we did it like that morning. And when I hung up that phone, and then I'm like, let me log on to this bank account, www. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I see that wire hit. I was just like, whew. What was that feeling to see that? That was a very, I don't know. I had so many emotions. Um, And it probably wasn't a typical, like, oh, my God, what about to do? Like, it was just like, whew, like, what is next? Like, what do I do? Like, what's the right decision? Like, you know, I I do know I need to sit. I need to think. Mm -hmm. I need to not do so quick you know what i mean and um yeah it was a, it was a good feeling yeah, yeah and i wanted to celebrate and it's so crazy because i didn't have that luxury of doing like on social media not to celebrate like the money mm-hmm. but like the legacy the history that i just made yeah. i'm in my 30s that got this done i don't think it's happened you know it's probably have the after the fact but in my 30s matter of fact i'm gonna say it hasn't happened because i'm gonna be very transparent again i'm transparent so i tell people everything i know a lot of people don't there's so many people in the industry who took like silent investment dollars that been lost control of their company Mm. but you just wouldn't know it and then then kind of went through the process like i didn't do any of that i sold with a hundred percent ownership wow and that's not too many i don't think any uh, to be quite honest i'm just gonna say too many just to dot my eyes Mm. but i had full ownership there was no private investors when I closed on that deal. Wow. Do you recommend that? Not necessarily. Again, I'm growing. I'm yeah. growing. So, it's, you know, what we thought was always like a a flex. It's not. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I'm like, I ain't had nobody money, but this time I'm about to get somebody money. It's Cam- okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, it, it, it's, it, it did what it needed to do yeah. for sure. Um, So, I could see that it can be done. But, like, this company now, I, I put a lot of dollars into this company, yeah. you know, where I am at now. It needs to be scaled. Like, we've grown so much with this new company. And it's like, whew. Like, you better think twice about doing this whole thing by yourself like you did the first time. I don't know if that's wise right Right. now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. So, from the time you close on the acquisition of the main choice Mm -hmm. to the time you open the doors of Obli, what was that time frame? So, I started, I created... The name Obli, the same year I created the main choice, 2013. Really? So I always say God can give you a little bit of the the vision, but you don't really know the clear direction just yet. Mm -hmm. So it's like trust and then it's like alignment. So I started it then. I knew I wanted to be some type of holding company. Holding, I don't know what. I don't know what it's going to be holding. So I already had Obli created. And then when I had the main choice, I already had established a smaller brand that was called Foolproof Body. Um, so when I did the acquisition, they were like, oh, 
You still have food provided. I tell you, yeah, I do. It has nothing to do with hair care. You guys are here to purchase the hair care. Mm-hmm. This was like a health and wellness brand. Yeah. But I only had two products. So I was doing something with it, but not for real, for real. It was kind of, yeah. yeah. So when I sold it, I was just like, shoot, I can, I can blow foolproof body up. Like I can expand it outside of two products. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I started doing. Like I totally revamped it. At first it was just like weight loss supplements and detox. And I'm like, I can make a full health and wellness brand that doesn't compete. Because, you know, we go into these non-competes. I mean, people don't know that part. We do. We go into Mm -hmm. non-competes. So I can't do anything here, care if I wanted to until a certain amount of time. (laughs) Hint, hint, hint. Let me stop. Um, (laughs) But you do have main choice as a product. So it's kind of the... I guess you just worked it out. I worked it out. But at some point, at some point, that whole deal would be done, and I could do whatever it is I wanted to do. I got you. Makes I got sense. You. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. all right. So when? So when? Okay. What was the date of the acquisition? The close. That was November two thousand and nineteen. November twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. When did the doors open of Obley? Publicly facing. Shoot, December two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Really? I can't sit still. I can't sit still. I can't. No way. I can't. I can't sit still. It wasn't as a direct selling company, though. How about having now? Mm. It took me 19, 20, 20, It took me three years to turn it into that. Okay. So my plan was I created a company called Full Proof Body. I created a company called Cool Coffee Click and Poptritional. Okay. Um, so my goal was to take those products, bring them into retail, just like I did the hair. So obviously when it comes to retail, there's a different buyer for every category. Yeah. So I did. I sat with the 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 coffee now. Food is so hard to do, which I had mm. to learn. So we got a little we got some points in the hair industry when yeah. it came to African American. I learned that they gave us some points. They gave mm. us a little bit more of a I'll let you in. Mm. These other categories? Oh no, 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 no. Really? Coffee? So you mean to tell me you want to take the brand and start with an S? That's leading this coffee industry yeah. and put your, but you know, we got accepted. Oh, wow. We got accepted. We got accepted. I got accepted with that. I got accepted with foolproof body mm-hmm. to come into the, um, the feminine hygiene. Uh, Cause I put a, I want to uh, add in feminine hygiene and we got accepted uh, to bring that, that one in as well. It took years to make this happen though. Yeah. It wasn't overnight. But when I got accepted, I was woke up with the vision from God that told me, to not to go to take these products in retail, to take all of these brands and bring them under one portfolio. Because it was a lot. Imagine social media trying to run all social brands, yeah. all dis- distribution from all. Like that was like over. I can make it happen, mm-hmm. but it was a lot. I know nothing about direct sales, yeah. knew nothing. Yeah. I never been to a Mary Kay meeting. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I knew about it. But I just didn't. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I get this vision of direct sales with no experience? Real quick, mm-hmm. what is Obley? Obley is a health, wellness, and a beauty direct selling company. Okay. Direct. Well, now they try to they call it social selling, but I still like to leave that direct selling in there too. Yeah. So direct slash social selling, meaning I don't sell my products to retailers. I sell my products through distributors. Got it. So the same people who grew my company my community are the people who sell my products now. Very intentional. Very intentional. 
extremely intentional. Yeah. Like a give back, almost like a. That's how it started. That's how it started. Because I would do all these master classes and people would leave. And then it's like, now what? Yeah. Like, how do I get a product? How do mm. I? And I was like, I'm going to do it for you. Yeah. So now I don't have to just do hair products. Yeah. I got coffee. I got uh, beauty products. I have hygiene products. You name it. Yeah. And now within, like, we're up to now. Like I said, I, we just started. We're up to, like, 1,600 people. Really? That's selling the products. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. So pretty much you have these products that you create mm -hmm. that uh, has the same quality and integrity as what you've been building already, exactly. which is really, really good. And you sell them to distributors at a lower cost, and they get to sell them. So sort of. So I wanted to make this different because, again, we talk about being intentional. Mm -hmm. If I know you don't have that much, and not all, because we, we got some heavy hitters that's there too, but if I know the majority don't have experience and have never done this before, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to ship the products for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a website that looks like mine that yeah. comes through my facility. Any of your customer orders come through my system. Mm -hmm. I ship it on your behalf with the branding, the marketing. So it was almost like a virtual franchise almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to touch the products at all. Yeah. And this is why I like to lead a direct selling on there. So if you out, you want to do an event, you want to go to a trade show, you can do that. Yeah. But you can run it right there on social media. And that's kind of why we lead into social. Yeah. You know, I just did a picture the other day with like, some earrings and like, you know, my hair done. I'm like, you know how much money you could have got from this? Mm. The earrings we sell, the hair products we sell. Wow. And we, the bloggers has been doing it for years. You've been for blogging. Sure. You've been, been an influencer for years. Mm -hmm. You get the check come straight to you. Yeah. Did you feel that, did you have to, launching it, did you go after some influencers and like kind of. I haven't even done on? that yet. So mm -hmm. there's so much more potential. I have not even done my. Hello, guys. This is Courtney, and I own a direct selling company. Like, I've been trying to keep up. When I switched this thing and turned this thing on, it had just been growing. Mm. So now I'm having to re-go back with this infrastructure, like I did the main choice. Yeah. And when these things go, again, our first year with this company, we've done over a million. Mm, and it was like pre-launch because yeah. I'm like, I can't launch it because I've never done it before. Like, yeah. let me do a 12-month pre-launch yeah. and have done over a million. Wow. And I guess your distributors are happy? Extremely happy. Good. Because we teach entrepreneurship. America ain't about to sit down and talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And I'm about to tell you what to do on social media. Like, I'm meeting these girls. I'm coming to their events. You know, again, we're not just selling products that people just want. Like, I have a pain cream that you can relieve pain within seconds. You know what really? I mean? Like, so everything has a purpose. Customers want the products. It's not just the sympathy. You know, sympathy by, oh, my God, you're part of this company. I'll buy it. Yeah. No, people like, my back hurt. I need that. What's the top selling product? The pain cream, for sure. Pain cream? That's number one. And then I would say our feminine hygiene products. We have some feminine washes that's just mm -hmm. on another level. Because obviously, being, you know, having my nursing background. Feminine wash. What's that? What's that, Kay? What's your feminine wash? <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah. Y'all... <laughs> I said, yeah. different? yes and you're supposed to so this is where my background comes into place the number one reason ladies sit into they in the doctor's office is because of issues that they're using down there that's not right the ph mm. balance is off 
That's so the number I, one issue. How does the pH balance get off? By just using food you eat? No. Huh? And it just food you eat or online? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> that everything plays a role. Do you know just the relations of a man and a woman? A man is more alkaline and a woman is more acidic. Okay. Just a normal relation would decrease her pH balance. And this is this is done by God. Yeah. Why it happens is because it preps for pregnancy. The body right. automatically is going to prep for pregnancy. It can't survive in a high, um, you know, um, more acidic. A woman's more acidic. Mm. It can't survive. So the man automatically kind of lowers that. However, it's a side effect. and can throw your pH balance off. So things that we have keeps people in balance. So that's our number two products. The lady wash. So it's like in the shower you use that? To right. So you probably seen women use one soap for her body mm. and another one for her face. Mm. You see that a lot yeah, of time, sure. right? It's the same thing. So we concentrating over our face, but that's not the most sensitive area on our body. You know what? When I go in the shower, I'm gonna read all this stuff. <laughs> My wife just be having mad stuff. I'm like, <laughs> how many soap? And I look at it as soaps. Like, how many soaps you need? Exactly. Like, I, I use a soap. I know. Just, I know. Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? We we the one that has to. We got tunnels. Men don't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Okay. And are you, uh, I would imagine you're excited about the company, but you're probably really excited about the mentorship, huh? I'm really excited about that. Like legit, like today, we pay weekly. Mm -hmm. So like today is payday. Like wow. that means when I cut this check and I'm excited and it's obviously it's growing to be a lot, mm -hmm. but I know now it's not even going to retailers. It's going to It's going to people. people. And we give them a black card, a black visa card. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. So they get paid every week. Man. Every week. What, so have you been in the network marketing industry? Never. Never? Never. That's good. <laughs> so I got a lot of, I got to learn to do. So when you say, who am I? I'm a person that's willing to learn. Yeah. I'm a person. I don't have to be comfortable and just see the traditional businesses that people around mm -hmm. me has created. Yeah. I've never seen a person create a direct selling company. I've never seen a person create a coffee personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we feel like, oh, we can't do it. But you can. Any person can do whatever their heart desire. Yeah. It don't let it because, oh, my God, coffee is harder. I knew it was harder. So, yeah. therefore, I knew to come correct with the retailers. Yeah. I can't make it look like everybody else's. And this is why it looks so exotic. I got a pink with roses. Well, who have a pink coffee with roses in retail? <laughs> like, they don't. <laughs> right. But if I made it dark, everybody coffee. You got Older, like brown, yeah. you got, you know, Starbucks, it's dark green, like no one, you know, so I'm always, I'm going to always carve out my own lane. Yeah. I don't want to be in the lane with everybody else. Have you heard, like when you, before you got into the industry, because the industry has been through like ups and downs mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people that have been hurt. I know. Through it. I know. Give me your thoughts. So you can't do it the same. Yeah. So what caused them to be hurt? So this is how I look at stuff when I tackle stuff. What are those issues? Because we always want to look at just the why that we want to do it, mm -hmm. right? Then I also look and say, direct selling. Now, hair, hair is a multi-billion dollar business, but you don't really grow. It's not many hair care companies that can grow into the billion dollar marks. Mm -hmm. This industry, there's quite a few that has grown to this day. Let's just say Avon. Who Have we even heard of Avon lately? No. You know they still did billions last year? Sheesh. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole new world. And for me, it is so regulated 
And just FYI in business, anything that's highly regulated has the ability to make a lot of money. Anything that's highly regulated. Anything out there that is like, dang, why is there so much red tape? Why do you have to go through this? Why? Like, it's so regulated because you could make, is to scale this company into a billion, billion dollar, it will happen. Man. This is incredible. I, I wanted to I wanted to ask something earlier because mm -hmm. you alluded to being home, being on your own since you were fifteen, <laughs> and I like the story behind that. It's been it's been yeah. I've been wanting to ask this question for about an hour. Yeah, yeah. So you know, people are here that I'm like, oh my god, she must have been a rebellious child. She left home at sixteen years old. So growing up, my mom was a dreamer, right? Mm -hmm. And I love dreamers because dreamer, she's the wrong. Yeah. Okay. Good. So dreamers are the ones who change the world. You hear me say that a lot. Yeah. People who dream. Then you got those dreamers who would sacrifice it all. Yeah. Right. Then you got those dreamers who will sacrifice it all. And other people are hurt. Even in kids. Mm. And she was the one that she would sacrifice it all. Even the stability of her kids. So we were homeless so much like my whole high school year. It's so crazy. Like, I was nominated as best dressed. I'm sleeping in a car. Really? Like, we were in a car. I would have to go to McDonald's to wash up, Walmart to wash up for school, gas stations. Like, we were in a car for a long time. And close family knew it. Like, they knew it. But they would act like they didn't. Nobody's offering any help. And I'm not going to say my mom didn't mess up, you know, and people didn't. So this is why I'm a... You may see me being a, a, a big giver and stuff like that. Because I do. People do mess up. Yeah. But you don't crucify them, especially if they got kids. But there's no way I could have had a close loved one out there with kids. And I know they're sleeping in a car. Yeah. And I have access. So she had one going to stay with a guy, one of her boyfriends. I was about 15 at this time. But he was just so unbearing. Like, to, we were like freezing. We was like in his attic, like freezing. He refused to cut the heat on. So I would just like, I can't take this. Like, this yeah. is too much. I was in high school. I'm You're probably, 15 I'm 15. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't take it. So I was dating a guy in high school and I got really cool with like his, his people. Mm -hmm. So his mother wound up taking me in. Oh, she wow. was like, you could just come and stay with us. She was just like, because I know you're going through a lot. She was like, you could just come and stay with us. And Let's I have did. sex in the house? Say it again. Of course we did. <laughs> I ain't <gonna> <laughs> we never. went there playing pity pack <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time so now I'm 15 at this point so one thing I can say about my mom is this she knew that that was not ideal mm -hmm. and she, she fought her best and she did this because she did not want us to be statistics yeah and she, she felt as if she would put us in the heart of Detroit that I would have turned out like a lot of my peers. Yeah. I would have been pregnant. I wouldn't have had any ambition. So what she tried to do worked. Mm -hmm. And I tell her this to this day. I said, you know what? I said, I have no uh, you know, animosity. I said, I know I wouldn't be who I am today if you didn't do the things that you did. And like, she was just like bawling, like, I should have been more stable, like, when it, she would she would put us into like these fancy apartments that she couldn't afford mm. just to say that we didn't live in Detroit, just to say that I didn't have this boyfriend, which I want him staying with one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she fought for that. 
You know what I'm saying? But her pipe, it was like pipe dreams. Yeah. So she wouldn't work. She was a nurse. Like she was LPN. She wouldn't work because she was working on her like magazines, working on the game, doing, and she had some bomb businesses. But you can be gifted. But if you don't have any discipline, you can forget Mm. it. Did she have the brains? My mom got a game in Kmart when I was eight. And that's unheard of. Like a card game that outperformed Uno when I was eight. So I seen that, but not only did I see the great things, I seen the things that she did wrong. I was a kid and it's so funny. I look back, I'm like, why was I thinking like that? Like I got the same mentality. And I remember when it was time to pay people, she wasn't even paying people on time. And a lot of times she would gamble. And as a kid, I'm like, why are you gambling when I know you just got the invoice money in, pay the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she and she didn't. And I'm not, and again, I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm showing you who Courtney is and why. Because I was exposed to it. And I was like, wow, you just you just hit this lick. That's a Detroit term, so yeah, forgive me. Sure. I'm like, you just hit this lick. Why won't you do everything you can to supply Walmart? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of, but now that I look back as a nurse, she dealt with depression. Yeah. And so many people in my family did that we just didn't know. And I'm like, for her to have been in bed, sleeping when it was time for her to go to work, I was like, she for sure was depressed. Yeah. For sure. So, no, I've been on my own since I was 15. So I'm living with my boyfriend, his mom. And at the same time, like I said, my mom was like, okay, I know she shouldn't be here. So I'm going to do whatever I can do to help this girl finish high school. Like, I don't want her to not be because of my downfalls. Yeah. So every day she would pick me up over my boyfriend house and take me to school and pick me up. Like she mm-hmm. was still there. She would help me on my assignments, like my schoolwork, all of that. She just didn't have any environmental stability. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So she wanted to get me a job. The same multimillionaires. She got me that job. Oh, wow. She did. So she told him like, she's, she's again, my biggest fan. She's going to, she's going to put us in places, yeah. you know, even her downfalls that she have, she's not afraid to talk to nobody. So she'll go to the owner like, you should hire my daughter. You should guys should do like a a youth mentorship and get people Mm. in here and young folks. And they, I guess they told her, yeah. She was like, I got you an interview. You know, I want you to go into this place. And she took me. And like I said, that changed my life. Being around those millionaires changed my life. Wow. But I worked. Like they could tell you, they like, couldn't nobody outwork this girl. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it just because I wanted to show. Like it was just like, you can work your way to the top. I've always worked. I've never had a job that I didn't get promoted. Not one. Mm. Not one. And you only been there for a year. So. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? And they like, dude, where you about to go? Deuces. <laughs> but you know, I worked there since I was, I think I was uh, 15, 16, 17. And when I graduated from high school, I graduated at 17. Mm-hmm. So I started working there full time. The manager told me, he said, Courtney, I can't pay you no extra money. He said, because you don't have a degree. Yeah. He said, while you are who you are, you the best worker we have, I can't give you no more money. He could have if he wanted to. But he mm-hmm. said, I can't. So I said, well, time to wrap up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I went to nursing school. I got my license of LPN. Mm-hmm. Worked, got promoted. You know what they told me? What's that? I can't pay you no more money because you don't have your RN. They shouldn't have said that. So I, you know what I did? (laughs) Went, got my RN as an associate. Worked. You know what they told me? 
I can't pay you no more money because you got your associate's degree. You got to have your bachelor for this position. Went back and got my bachelor's. But at this time, this time, I entered the nurse practitioner program. But I said, you know what? I'm about to work for myself. Man. What about your dad? My dad, um, I got reunited with my dad when I was 15. Mm-hmm. So last time I seen my dad, I was around four years old. I'll never forget. Um, my mom went to his job. He was like this big, big time format uh, uh, General Motors. And I never forget, she went and asked him for some money. And he was like furious. And again, I was like four and I remember this. Wow. He was like furious. And he threw the money at her. And you know, he never looked at me. Never looked at me. Mm. And that was the last time I seen him. Last time I seen him. So then when I got to be 15 years old, you know, you always got that little void missing, yeah. missing inside. So I said, you know, I want to sound like, I think there's like a Maury show. And they was reuniting like kids with their parents. Mm. And I was like, Hmm. I said, what would happen if I called Detroit Diesel, uh, General Motors, to yeah. see if they know him? I mean, he was pretty high, so I felt like they would. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, let me do it. I called, and the first lady to answer the phone, and I was 15, and I, again, green. I'm like, I'm looking for this guy, you know, his name is Sherman Jackson. And, you know, I was like, I'm sure you probably don't know him. It's a big place. And she said, I know him. I said, oh, okay. And she was like, baby, he hasn't been here for years. He's in a whole other state. And I just bawled. I was like, oh, you know. And she was like, but I'm going to find him for you. She's like, and I'll give him your information. But you know how that go. People like, they ain't going to do nothing. They're not going. Sure enough, that lady did what she said she was going to do. The next day, he wound up calling me. Wow. He called me. Called him. He was literally on the donor's list to get a heart transplant. Wow. Heart gave out. And you know what he told me later on? He was like, if I wasn't as sick as I was, he was like, I'm going to be real honest. He said, I don't even think I would have called you back. Wow. He's like, I wouldn't have. However, 15, 16, 17, we started building a relationship. When I say me and him, it's identical. Mm. Like identical, like to the point it was like scary. Yeah. So it was just, you know, for him seeing that, it was just like, oh, my God. Like he would just bawl and just like. I just can't believe it. And it's before the main choice. So before, you know, we started blowing. He didn't even know. Like, my company was doing Still so around, well. Yes. No, he actually passed uh, a couple of years ago. Mm. I moved him to Orlando where I was, finally. Yeah. And I set him up nicely. Just really nice, you know. And people are like, dang, Corey, that's crazy. I don't even think I would have done all that. You don't even know him like that. But I did. And he told me, he was like, dang, he said, he said it took me to be in my 70s to ball. You know, <laughs> so he was a mess. He was from right. Detroit too, so he was a, a mess, mess. You know, but we did get a chance to, you know, establish a relationship. But just looking at me and my sisters, like I'm just like night and day when it comes to people in my mm-hmm. family, like the way I think. But like to say his name at that dealer at that uh, uh, um, place, people are like, oh, he's just a butthole. But he was a butthole yeah. because he didn't play no games. Yeah. I don't play no games. Just when it's like time to baby. work, just like right, baby. right. It's time to work. It's time to work. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but yeah, he passed away a few years. But I would say the the last year of his life, he was well taken care of. Wow, things happen the way they're supposed to happen. They do. They Man, do. Incredible. How many siblings you got? I well, it was four of us and we lost two, so oh, it's no. two now. Yeah, yeah. Same time? Oh, uh, a few years apart. A few years Man. apart. Yeah, you've been through some stuff. Been through some stuff. I was having my my biggest 
probably highlights of my career was when Target collaborated with BET. Mm -hmm. And Target has never invested uh, marketing dollars in like black hair care ever. Mm -hmm. And we wound up doing a pitch for them. Um, and BET flew in. When I said this was so historical, I need to write a book. Mm -hmm. But BET flew in to back me on this campaign that we should run with Target. You know, mm -hmm. the car really conservative. And it was like black magic in that room. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but you had the black leaders at Target that made sure that they was in there. They was like, no, we it. getting this, this deal done. And we did this huge, massive, you know, uh, campaign going into the stores behind BET. And it's so crazy. I shot that day and it was time for me to do my BET interview. You can ask me a question like, hey, you know, why did you start the main choice? And I'm like, I could not think. I couldn't. Like, they wouldn't have got me candy, coffee, like, you name it. Like, you asked me a basic question. I could not think. My sister was dying that day. Mm, 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 mm. So it was crazy how stuff is. Like, I'm like, I don't know why I cannot pull my. And those production people, like, they did their thing. They chopped that thing right. up so much. <laughs> like, you thought it was a flawless interview, but right. I probably said about 20, 10 words in that right. whole time. But yeah, that was the day that, that that she passed. It was it was out of the blue. She was in her forties. So Yep, been through a lot. Man, I am so looking forward to your journey. You're married, yes? I am. I am. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. So what's that dynamic of because typically, as a man, you want to take care <laughs> of anything, unless he's a billionaire. I don't know what y'all got going Right, on, right. I would say our first year was a challenge mm. because my husband's a stay-at-home dad now. Yeah. So I retired my husband year two of me starting my business. Okay. So going from being a physician, you oh, know, they, they two point five. When I got to two point five, I said you could go on the chill now. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> that one eighty-three. I'm like, nah, not just yet. You know. And what was he doing? Uh, he's a physician. Physician. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. he was in the hospital. In the hospital. But I, I was traveling so much, and I'm like, I would hate for both you know, uh, kids not to have both of their, you know, uh, mm. parents around. My mom was there, but it's, it's still, you want a parent there. Yeah. And um, he said it was something that he'll do. You know, I said, listen, and, and hospital is so political, so he didn't have a problem with it. He was excited, mm -hmm. you know, but the transition that first year was like hella different for him. So what he was, was going for the man in the hospital to like, she needs a bath because I'm about to go out of town. <laughs> <laughs> You got to do some hair a little bit. I right. try to get the hair braided, but you know, so the dynamics of that, like the first year were just like, mm -hmm. whoa. Yeah. But you know, like I told him, you know, and then people, oh, you know, some of my colleagues saying that I shouldn't, I should stop work. I said, listen, nine out of 10, any one of your friends would love to be in this position. 100%. I said, so we have to do what makes sense for this household. And our household may not look like somebody else's. Yeah. I said, but this is how we operate. Yeah. You know, but no, he he wasn't trying to be in the hospital, but it was just a, that role transition yeah. was just like, whoa, we'll be out and somebody be like, can you take our picture, sir? And he like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like now he was like, oh, I'll take your picture. Oh, yeah, sure, but before he sure. like, I ain't taking no pictures. That's, you know, <laughs> That's a real man. That yeah. Takes care of his household, takes For care sure. of his wife. And I obviously in today's day, we think of, oh, the man should take care of the woman and all that kind of stuff. But I think your spouse should take care of your spouse. Yeah. And it's you know like, I mean? and it's support. Like what are those areas? Then for me, 
if we can afford like some things, like I've always had a housekeeper, like mm-hmm. for a long time. Like even now, you don't see my nails done. Like people sacrifice and do what they want to do. Yeah. I'm like, you could not get your nails done and hire a housekeeper if you wanted to. Yeah. Like it's where your priorities lie. So yeah. I know my time is valuable. So things like that. So he don't have to wash clothes. He don't have to clean yeah. up the house. But you do need to get the girls from school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, like things of that nature. But you know, I try to work with them as much as I can as far as, like, things like that go. I'm like, you know, but still taking out trash and stuff like that, you know, yeah. he'll still do all of that. What about how many siblings? Do you have two more. Well, two, I got uh, one left. So it was four one, of us oh, total. Oh, four of y'all. Yes. Yeah, so oh, you lost two. I did. So four total with me. With you. Okay, so, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So yeah, so it's two left. And what is that sibling doing? She just now, uh, she went back to school. So she mm. just graduated uh, with her, her nursing uh, degree. She used to work for me, too. Couldn't do it. Older or younger? I'm the youngest. Yeah. Oh yeah, she can't do that. Yeah. You know. She can't do that. It's that you know, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. Look. <laughs> so you don't feel obligated Family. to like No, care. like my sister didn't work for years. Like my sister has been on my payroll since uh probably since the second year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I picked up a lot of responsibilities. So had all of my sisters on my payroll. None mm-hmm. of them had to work. After the acquisition, then I, you know, of course now you can't be because it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I made sure that everybody, everybody was good. Oh, so she good. Hope so. <laughs> so yeah. I know what, if you was my sister, I'm not doing nothing. Okay? <laughs> I, I'll be right here with you. I'll be grabbing them bags. Like we but that's together. the thing though. That's the thing. So you, you have family who get it. And then you have family, you know, who may not. So all of my nieces and nephews, for the most part, work for me. Mm-hmm. So in some shape, form, uh, fashion. So all my sister kids. So even the ones, each of them had two kids. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that they're good, taking care of them. But, yeah, okay. for the ones who really want to do it and work, they're there. And they have been there since day one. I love it. Um, last last thing. Uh, well, two more things. Are you doing any investing? I am. I have done some pretty behind the scene um, type of investing. So my thing is always there's levels to our journey. Mm -hmm. So the financial piece was something that was, which you'll see with a lot of entrepreneurs, that's always the piece that's lacking. Mm -hmm. So even though it comes with your your deal, always get your stuff together because that's your weakness. People can get you when it comes to that. For sure. Um, So that's the area that I didn't feel my strongest in. So I make sure that I'm around those individuals who have the access. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my investing that I have done was before companies have went public, you know, so more bigger companies, because I'm like, listen, I'm a gamble, you know, let me, let me, but next go round, I would like to do working with more small businesses and investing there. So thus far it had been more, you know, pre IPO uh, type of investments. I actually can use an investor. Okay. So <laughs> listen, I feel you. I need one. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so we built, I actually just bought a uh, building and I got this building that you're in mm-hmm. just five times bigger. Okay. Well, you already have the building. It's just, ooh, wait. Oh, I know. <sighs> I know. Like to this day, I still have not purchased a warehouse. No? Mm-mm. Nope. What was you doing all this stuff out of? A warehouse? I just ruined it. I just rented it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got and it. And that's only because of people like, well, Courtney, well, why, why, why? I do like the build a sale model. Mm. I do. You know what I mean? Um, but 
that doesn't take away if I wanted to do any type of brick and mortar type of things. But, you know, again, if I owned that last warehouse, you know, the thing sold, the warehouse was under the lease, the lease was over with, it was a smooth transaction. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure where the future holds. I know right now um, I'm handling all of the distribution. Yeah. But with the projection of this company, like even with the main choice, those 60,000 doors, I handled all of that shipping. But you got to understand, mm. this is a business that we can ship 100, 200, 300, $400,000 $400, orders a day. That's my plan. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? So what does that scaling look like? Yeah. Let me test the waters as we start to scale before I commit. Bro, yeah, you are locked in. I for sure trust you as a CEO, and I trust you um, that you've whoever's connected to you mm-hmm. is going to be okay. So right. oh, last last question. This is my real last question. Um, what do you see yourself accomplishing in the next five years? Because I want to be able to watch this interview five years from today mm-hmm. and look back and say, yo, Courtney said she was going to do that five years ago. Look, it happened. I would say it would definitely be going uh, global. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, you got to believe before you get there. Yeah. So it was globally, but now it's called Oberly Global Enterprise. I love it. So my plan is to create opportunities from a, as a, from a global perspective. So you A lot know, of red tape to do that? Um, not necessarily red tape as much as it is systematic yeah. in processes. Sometimes you got to build manufacturing facilities in other countries versus mm-hmm. shipping your product. So a lot more detail. And this is why I'm saying I may not do this like I did to make choice because mm-hmm. it's a lot more capital that's about to be involved, you know. And then at the same time, you know, you can hold on to 100% of a hundred million. Or do I want to hold on to a percentage of multi-billions? Yeah, that's I decisions like that. I have to make. First off, how much of an investment you need? I got a couple of dollars. I ain't got a whole lot. <laughs> I feel confident that whatever you involved in, I need to be a part of. I know. You know what? I'm literally debating if I want to do the traditional or do I do it in a way that gives people the ability to have a state. Because, again, I'm really more intentional this time around. Yeah. It's not just me. The, of course, the main choice that was new, that was me. But I'm like, how do I get this thing in many angles? Yeah. So am I going to do traditional? You know, I can bootstrap it, but I need, like, you know, I literally just added a person, a consultant to the team who has grown a really famous direct selling company to yeah. the billion-dollar mark. Oh, wow. Literally brought him in. And that's another thing. You know, I used to drive a, um, I had a, a Lamborghini mm-hmm. uh, SVJ, like only made like 800 of them. Oh, wow. And I said, hmm. Now, which one was cool? It was nice, all of that. And I said, could you ask somebody right now? I'm like, I need to bring this person in and your team. You know, they may charge about 20 stacks a month. You'd be like, I can't afford that. No, I got a new business. Only it's new. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you drive a SVJ though. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like legit, you know, because I ran it through the business. So it wasn't a full payoff. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm letting the business do it. Yeah. So that's a business expense. Do I pay for this SVJ or do I pay for this executive who has grown companies to a billion dollars? So I would definitely say I am maturing and it's not the point that I couldn't have both. It was almost like I'm training myself right now yeah. to think differently. For sure. I'm training myself for the future. 
I'm training myself to think like a billionaire. Mm. And that just wasn't a billion dollar move. Yeah. This is so good. You are a wealth of knowledge. Again, I got a couple of dollars. I got a couple of dollars. Let's bring figure it, it out. Like, okay? Listen, bring it. We can do both. Let's, let's, let's run these things because we do have the power too. Yeah, for sure. We have the power too. We have a lot of supporters out there and people are like, yeah, I invest like yeah. I do. And I'm like, that's, that's a, that's a possibility. Yeah. Okay, right, we're gonna talk about it. Listen, Courtney, thank you so much for coming. This is uh this has been a, a real treat for me. You had me thinking a lot bigger because we think of okay, let me start something that's cool that can make some money, but mm -hmm. how about we start something that's cool, make some money, exit, take the money like you're doing, and now you're empowering you're empowering your customers. Exactly. Outside of the products, the what the product provides, but you're literally going to be creating millionaires and multimillionaires. Exactly. To do exactly what you've done. Exactly. Man. So I, I commend that. I, I appreciate really, really it. Do. So thank you so much. Let everybody know how they can uh connect with you, how they can for work sure. with you, uh the link for Obli, and also uh close us out with a word of wisdom. For sure. Well, again, you can find me at Courtney at Delay A. That's A D E L E Y E on all social media platforms. Our website is overly.com. Uh, so definitely check us out there. You'll see the products there as well as the opportunity. So we would love to work with each and every person. You know, again, we we're selling products, but not only are we doing that, we are, you know, elevating people and putting them in a position that if they decide to work with Obly 10 years down the line, that's cool. But if you take the knowledge and the wisdom and the resource that I gave you to even create your own thing, then my job is still done. Hmm. And I'm satisfied with that. Um, I think the word of wisdom is don't sleep on the knowledge that we have. And I don't think any of us will be where we are. And we're constantly looking at like, dang, there's somebody out there that who could take me to the next level, which it can be. But what happens is we kind of diminish what we do bring to the table. Hmm. And we have accomplished some things. Yeah. So now it's at the point of how do you expand your network? And it takes you getting uncomfortable to do that. Yeah. I am now in rooms that I know some of my counterparts couldn't get into. So it's not about not being yourself. I'm Courtney. But there's layers to Courtney. Yeah. Do you need to see all the layers of Courtney? Mm -hmm. When I'm in this room talking to this in this trillion dollar room, do I have to show them all of Courtney, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So a teacher told me a long time ago, she said, this world is a game. She said, if you don't learn how to play it, you're not going to win. So once you learn to play the rules to this thing called life, then you will see the growth that you're looking for. Yeah. At some point, it's time to expand your circle. It's not about leaving nobody behind. That's fine, too. But you have to get into the rooms of the people who are doing the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And they're uncomfortable. Oh, my God, I'm in here. There's nobody here to look like me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now I stand out. So flip it. You know what I mean? I can say, oh, my God, I'm the only person in this room with red on. And let's curl up. Mm -hmm. Or I can say, I'm the only person in this room with red on. Right. Y'all come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, You know, so For we sure. have what it takes. And that thing that we have that connects to the culture, because it's valuable, nobody has. Yeah. If they could do what I do, why would they inquire my company? Yeah. You know what I mean? So what you bring to the table is hella valuable. Yeah. yeah. Courtney, thank you so much. Listen, man, we cannot close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. Connect with Courtney, okay? There'll be some links to connect with her and just continue to follow her journey. There's so many things. 
I didn't ask about like how you're connected to so many celebrities and the boss conferences. Are those coming back? Are you bringing those back? I'm working on it. Okay, just working on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's so <laughs> we got to have a part two. Right, we got to sure. have part two. There's layers to this thing. Absolutely. But uh, yes, man, do yourself a favor. Uh, connect with Courtney in any way that you can. But also go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. Build it really, really big. But remember, document the journey on how you built it because now it's time to bring it back to your community and teach your community how you did what you did. It's the only way our community grows. We out of here. Peace. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. It's time to stop running your business like a hustler, like just somebody that's trying to go get some money and run your business like an actual business owner. You know how that happens? Your business hires you. Even though you started the business, the business hires you and you put yourself on payroll. And that business has payroll for other people. Now, those other people might be your spouse. It could be your kids. I pay my daughter $12,000 a year because that $12,000 that I pay my child isn't taxed. So that money is either going to go to your child or it's going to go to the government. You decide. I'd rather keep it in my house. My wife is on payroll. You need to run your business like a business owner. Most of you are taking money from your business and you take that money and you pay your house loan. You pay your rent. You pay your car. For one, that kind of stuff will land you in jail. But two, you want to grow and lay a strong foundation for your business to grow on, okay? So go to adp.com forward slash social proof. When I signed up for ADP to get this process going, I had to pay $250 for administration, setup fee, all these costs. I talked to my ADP sales rep and they said they will waive it for you if you go to adp.com forward slash social proof, meaning you can start this process for free. Absolutely free. No catches, no hooks. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. Now is the time to run your business like an actual business owner. I am on ADP. I do the same thing and it helps my books by tax time. I'm not behind. I'm not trying to get everything because in the process of them making the payroll, they take out the taxes, they structure everything. And at the end of the year, voila, you give that information to your CPA. Okay. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. One more time, adp.com forward slash social proof. Set it up for free. Let's go.